Welcome to another episode of the Gospel Lifeline Podcast. It's a joy to be talking with you today. I'm Neil. I'm Matthew Statler. So today, the question before us is, are the spiritual disciplines increasingly important to you? He gives us a quote from Peter Jeffrey, without a disciplined life, you will stagnate as a Christian. Yeah. And Neil and I had a wonderful time of reminiscing about military discipline, <laughs> physical discipline. We talked about the orchestra of violence that yeah. happens <laughs> when young Marines and young soldiers are heavily trained and at the peak of their efficiency after training as a team for a certain period of time are able to enter into a situation and deliver a package of death to our enemies <laughs> and um seamlessly and, <laughs> seamlessly and it's beautiful because it's just um seamless and we talked about what it took to get there right we talked yeah. about individual fitness um readiness how we would sit stand in front of a mirror and practice our battle reloads um emergency reloads how we would practice malfunctions, how we would take mm -hmm. our weapons apart and assemble them. We'd have to memorize important stuff from the training manuals and uh, just in general, spend a lot of time doing basic skills over and over and over again. And as we thought about it, we asked ourselves, are the spiritual disciplines increasingly important to us? And I think Neil and I, we we both came to the consensus that both of us have almost gone on autopilot with our spiritual yeah. disciplines, not because we don't think they're important or foundational or fundamental. We think they are so important so that we, yeah. they, we must engage them all the time. <laughs> we must engage them in, in them. And it's become such a key component. It's like brushing our teeth. Like yeah. We brush our teeth without having to think about it. And so uh, for Neil and I, we we recognize that this is so important in our life mm -hmm. that I think we haven't really begun to ask, is it increasingly important, yeah. but that it's foundational, fundamental, and necessary. Yeah. And so when Donald Whitney asked this question, it, de it depends on where you are in your spiritual life and your level of maturity. Um, I know that there have been times in the past where I have neglected the spiritual disciplines um, and we'll talk a little bit more specifically on what that means, but it's hard to get back into them. Uh, but for us, we have found that we have stuck to it for so many years now that these are just foundational habits and techniques that we, um, we regularly participate in. So Neil, yeah, what are the spiritual disciplines? Yeah, uh, you know, many people approach the disciplines of the faith in, in different way, break break them up into different categories. Um, we see the same thing with like theology, systematics, uh, with communicable and incommunicable attributes, or you know, everybody's always trying to break things up to make it more simple. And the same is true of disciplines as well. And really the way I like to personally break them up is in the categories of interpersonal and personal spiritual disciplines, meaning there are some disciplines that you do solo and there are other disciplines that you do with others. And so, you know, I think that's a good way to frame out now what are these varied 
various spiritual disciplines. So just to name a few, you know, for personal, we would say, well, Bible intake, biblical meditation, prayer, uh, fasting, solitude, journaling, to name a few. Uh, for interpersonal, or uh, another way to think about it is corporate uh, spiritual disciplines, you would say, well, congregational worship is a spiritual discipline that you do with others. There is um, a public praying that happens uh, corporately. Accountability is something that happens corporately. And even many of those spiritual disciplines that are personal, uh, that you do alone, you can also do with others, right? Like, Matt, your church, my church, we do Bible studies uh, throughout the week um, where we are reading the Bible together and applying it together. Um, we, are do, we are do you know, at times... Uh, when big decisions have had to be made uh, for the sake of the church, right? For the sake of Christ, we've done uh, corporate fasting before. Like, so a lot of the, the personal spiritual disciplines, you can engage in isolation and also with other people. So that that's kind of like a brief overview of that. So I think the question becomes uh, maybe what are the, the key ones that we have found to be the most beneficial for us um, personally, what would we encourage y'all in? And then, uh, and then, how do you how do you how do you implement that into daily rhythms? And what what have the results been? So, like for Matt and I, we can look back at a decade of time and say, okay, since doing these things regularly, consistent, consistently, what has been the fruit? Right. Is that fair? Yeah. I think that's excellent. And and I would say, you know, Neil, these are disciplines. They are practices to help us delight in Christ more. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at them as patterns or habits that I do that stirs me on in my love and joy and enjoyment of the Lord. And so that's something for me. Yeah, and we see that in Scripture, right? In John 15 specifically, uh, this is what Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain or abide in me, and I in you. Just as the branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who abides in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. But if anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. And then he goes into this, Matt, and this is your point you just made. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and abide in his love. I've told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. So the key word throughout that section of scriptures that I read is 
the word abide or remain. Yeah. And the disciplines are how we are the practices that we cultivate for abiding in Christ. And the result of that abiding is joy. And so yeah. when we think about what is the motive for engaging the spiritual disciplines, the motive, it's, it matters, right? But the motive should be to remain in Christ, to uh, pursue holiness, Christ-likeness, to glorify our God. And the result of that investment through the spiritual discipline specifically is joy. Praise yeah. God, right? <laughs> yeah, joy, enjoyment. Yeah. And so uh, one thing that Neil and I want to make sure that you guys uh, recognize is that the Bible determines what the spiritual disciplines are. Uh, we can't just make up our own spiritual disciplines. You know, we can't just sit there and say, well, when I put on body paint, I feel closer to God. Right. <laughs> or when I, fish, a, when I fish, yeah, when I fish. When I... And there could be an element of solitude, you know, sure. with fishing. Um, but so one of the ways that Whitney puts it, he says, remember also that the spiritual disciplines found in scripture are sufficient. God has revealed in the pages of the Bible every devotional and transformational practice necessary. And of course, he quotes 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped or be complete, equipped for every good work. So these disciplines, superintended by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit, um, change us. They make us more into Christ likeness, which produce greater and greater uh, delight. We would say that they're um, derived from the gospel, not divorced from the gospel. Yeah. Right. These are not um, works that we have to do to make us somehow a, a monk or a guru, um, someone that has a special insight. Yeah, and I would say it's they these disciplines aren't the mechanism of change in our lives. That's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit utilizes these disciplines to change us. So he's the engine, not the not the discipline itself. So just because you read your Bible, if it's devoid of the Spirit of God empowering the word in your heart then you you know you're going to accumulate information right uh, yeah. but when you approach the scriptures empowered by the holy spirit he will teach you through them he will convict you of sin he will grow you in maturity um and the same goes for the other disciplines as well yes you know so neil uh you you kind of laid out the direction we want to go so um what are a few examples of spiritual disciplines to practice that, you know, if you are not doing these, we would encourage you to do them. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, first and foremost, the word and prayer, right? Yeah. Um, breathing in the very words of God, breathing out uh, prayers back to his ears um, is the primary function for personal growth and holiness um, or uh, practice for personal growth and uh, holiness. Like if you are not in the word, you will become over time blinded by your sin. You will become calloused. It's the word quickened by the spirit of God 
that exposes and brings things to light, right? So if you're not in the word regularly, um, consistently, and seeking to be changed by it, uh, you are missing out. And then with prayer, I think prayer is really like the discipline that cultivates intimacy with God. Uh, the more we pray, more we speak with our God, our creator, like David prayed, you know, like my God, my rock, my horn of my salvation, like it's personal, right? And prayer is the personal uh, communication between us and our creator, you know, the one who has saved us. So um, I think prayer uh, cultivates joy and intimacy and word. Uh, and, and I wouldn't die on this hill, but just if you want to entertain me for a second, I think the word cultivates growth and holiness in us. So one, one feels more affection driven and one feels more behavioral and, and cognitive uh, driven, but they both do yeah. the same things, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's you? Interesting perspective on that uh and, and i and i like it um because as i as i think about it the word gives us the direction the blueprint yeah. um the path you know thy word is a light unto my um feet and a, and a lamp unto my path and so yeah i think i think there's a level of illumination um yeah. that happens by the spirit and the word together um you know i, I think a practice for me that is easy to neglect is study. Um, and it's weird to say that as a pastor and a teacher and biblical counselor and everything else. Um, but just reading, um, a portion of scripture is good and beneficial, but actually studying it. Um, and one of the key ways of study is meditation, um, asking questions of the text and then going even further and writing it um, into a journal format. Uh, one way that I incorporate almost all th- all these disciplines of reading, study, meditation, and prayer and journaling um, is I read a text, I take a piece of that text, I put it into a note, and then I take that note and I write about that in a prayer format um, and pray through it. Um, there's a bunch of really helpful various ways to do that. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it in the past, but all of those then, so then I'm journaling, I'm having a spiritual journal. I'm, I'm writing down uh, things that God is doing in my life. It's a, it's a record of God's uh, uh, providence in my life. Uh, two, it's a prayer. I'm, I'm praying to the Lord. I'm talking to him. I'm communicating with him. Um, I'm praying back this, the scriptures that I've been reading and studying uh, three, it's meditating on it. Like I think about it throughout the whole day as I drive, as I go from place to place. Um, y- yesterday I was um, in James. I've been reading through James every um, every day for the last month. And um, I was reading a commentary on this passage about the, the, the withering of the grass and, and the flower of the rich man. And the uh, commentary mentioned how we as human beings will spend no less than a massive amount of effort to get riches, um, you know, to to pay the bills, to buy the things we want to buy. 
yet we are unmotivated to make the same effort for the riches of the word. And that just struck in me. And I said, am I as diligent as a soldier who gets up at 4.30 in the morning and goes to PT to be uh, at peak readiness and then to do their, their military requirements? You know, am I as diligent as the businessman who studies and strategizes on how to in, you know, make their business better? Am I that diligent in my study of the word, my preaching, teaching, counseling of the world? And that just fanned me aflame the whole day of just this desire to be deeper in the word, to study the word more carefully, to, to, to pull out those treasures and then share them with others. Um, and if I had not spent 10 minutes just thinking about that verse, I would have completely missed yeah. the uh, the beauty of it. So, so there's, yeah, there's levels to Bible intake, you know, um, for sure. I think another one, Matt, for me has been the practice of solitude. Uh, usually yeah. about once a month, I will go off somewhere sometimes it's on a walk to pray or it's on a, you know, I just make it a point. I'm going to spend X amount of hours in solitude, you know, and engaging the other disciplines in that solitude. Um, but, you know, you know, for the purpose of this podcast too, guys like congregational worship is so key. You know, we, last week time we uh, released a podcast, we talked about delighting in the bride of Christ, you know, like, Congregational worship is going to stir your heart up for our God because it's the whole thing's about him. And so like you, you know, other interpersonal disciplines happen during congregational worship. Communion, uh, taking communion is interpersonal. Fellowship with other believers is interpersonal. Uh, corporate confession and assurance of pardon, like these are all elements that are are, are aimed to promote our affections for our God, but also to help us to consider what we are to do in response to his word. And if, you know, you're saying, man, I'm a regular church attender. I go once a month. I hate to break it to you, friend. That's not regular. It may be to the world standard, but it is not to our God. We, we should not neglect assembling together as Hebrews 10 tells us. So, you know, that's something you know, we go to church because the people of God go to church to worship their God uh, together because he says, this is good for you and it glorifies me. So there there are some, you know, ones that I think are really key. Uh, Matt, you talked about study. Those are key. So let's just take 10 years, right? The last 10 years, Matt, you and I been kind of, God really got a grip on our hearts a decade ago. Uh, and the trajectory of our lives really changed, and it really started with these disciplines. So for ten years, uh, I think I can, I can say of you. I know I can say it of me. We have been fairly consistent in practicing the spiritual disciplines. What have you? What personal growth have you seen in yourself? Oh man! Remember time. Yeah. One, one, 10 years. That sounds so long. I know. Uh, I don't, I don't Can you feel believe that, it's already that been old. that long. <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot believe I feel that, that, that old man, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, one is my delight and confidence in the, in the word 
it just grows every single day. Um, you know, maybe sometimes by small steps at a time, but the more time I spend in it, the more I delight in it. Um, which be, and I think that's because it's pointing me to Christ, to, to, to my savior. Um, the more I look back on some of my journals, there's a shallowness to them. Um, maybe a very superficial, just going through the motions. Whereas now I, I just, there seems to be a depth that when I go back and read and remind myself of, I, I'm, I'm much more in awe of the character and attributes of God. Um, I would say there be, it's become very easy for me to um, apply Bible verses and passages of scripture uh, in various cases with my children, with my wife, with my kids, uh, not only to my own heart in the moment, um, but I, I was at a counseling um, situation a, a few months back, and this one uh, member of the couple, the, the marriage, said, I really wish that I could quote scripture like like you are. And I said, well, that's it. start now, right? Start studying, start memorizing, start making a, a prayerful habit, meditating. Uh, I said, this is not something that comes naturally to me. Like I don't have, you know, I've been bumped in the head quite a few times. Like I'm not, I'm not naturally prone to, uh, to remember. And I said, you know, it's one of my battle drills. Uh, and so, yeah. So, so Neil, I would say that, I think it, it's made me, um, a lot, it's, it's took in some of the rough edges off, took some of the rough edges off me, um, removed a little bit of my gruffness. Uh, made me maybe more compassionate. Um, at least I hope these would be true of me. You know, I think Jessica would be probably the one to ask, um, you know, my wife, what what she's seen, um, how they've done, what the spiritual disciplines have done in my life um, because of the Christ-like growth that it has caused. Um, you know, and it's hard to say that without sound becoming like sounding prideful or, or anything like that, but I'm just a recipient of, of God's grace just mm -hmm. every day. And um, I also recognize how broken I am um, and how desperate and needy I am. Uh, we could even say it's kind of like it may, I, I'm more and more thirsty. So I realize how great a sinner I am, how prone to the blindness, the spiritual pride to to anything, all these other things. And every day I'm just, my knees are chopped out from underneath me. And I feel like I'm brought just a little bit, a little bit lower each day uh, before the throne of God. And man, I can't wait to be completely flattened. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, to your last point, that's, that's one of the big things I see in my life is I, I think I see the cross as much larger today uh than i did 10 years ago you know and 10 years ago i was a drunk uh um uh, you know my wife and i were separated for over a year and a half um you know there was a there was a litmus of like <laughs> sinful behavior and desires and and all that and when i saw the cross 10 years ago uh anew uh, and was refreshed by the work of Christ and transformed by the work of Christ. 
it still fails in comparison to how I view it today. Like I have, I have this, this love for the gospel today. Um, that is a way larger, you know, um, and it exposes more and more sin in me. It exposes, it exposes my need for Christ more and more, you know, and the disciplines have, um, induced in me a place to run to, you know? And so I find myself running to Christ quicker, uh, wanting to be there, you know, wanting to, when something gross happens in my heart, wanting to study God's word and apply it and be transformed uh, through the, through repentance. Right. Um, So that's one area I definitely see. I too, man, have grown more and more confident in the word of God um, as I've applied it to my own heart, um, seeing it, seeing it uh, dwell richly in others as well. Um, And I think another thing, Matt, is I think my love for people has grown as a result uh, of, of this, you know, 10 years ago, you know, I mean, you and I met nine years ago and, Matt, I mean, remember we were like the the disgruntled veterans who nobody wanted the, the to sons of thunder. Yeah, like no, I remember hearing a hearing one of the you know young eighteen year old students come and talk to uh, Matt and I, and they, he said I was scared of you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I don't I don't think that can be said today. You know, I think I'm more approachable today, uh, more refined. It's the red beard, I think. Uh, the the edges have been sanded down some. You know, I'm at a finer grit than I was five years ago, ten years ago. You know, and yeah. and uh, and I and I care about people. You know, and because I love Jesus, I'm start. I love people more and more. So, and I think that'll continue to happen. You know, and and I'm excited about how how large the cross will be. 10 years from now and how much more caring and compassionate I will be 10 years from now. And, you know, and how do, how do I set that trajectory uh, for my life? Well, I I continue in the basics. I continue on in the basics motivated by knowing my God, being like him and having joy. Right. Um, Then, then I will continue in the things that the Bible has called me to engage in because they are good for my soul. And, uh, and that's how you set a course, right? Like, I think, I think uh, one of the things a lot of folks really struggle with Matt is this idea of where do I go? What do I do? Um, Man, it starts for the Christian life. It starts in the disciplines. You know, if you want to set a healthy course for your life, man, get good and consistent in these, in these small things, you know, be at church, but don't just be at church, engage in the activities, fellowship, uh, be a part, be known, know others, serve, you know, um, personally be diligent in the word, be diligent in prayer, do family worship with your kids, pray for and invest in your spouse, you know, um, all of these things will continue to mature you, uh, into Christ likeness. And so that's how you set a course for your Christian life as well. 
Um, it, it's, yeah. it starts with these, these very simple things that the Lord says is good to do. Well said, Neil. Um, so how, where do you go if, if you don't know what the spiritual disciplines are? Well, Donald Whitney wrote a book called uh, The Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. And um, I think that's a great place to start. So if, if you have not um, put on this practice of spiritual disciplines, you know, and in a broadly evangelical environment, you've probably heard things like devotions or having a devotional time or uh, having a personal prayer time. And and I think these are um, these are good ways to start the, the, the conversation. <clears throat> but I would turn to those books, um, you know. One of the things, the encouragements that uh, Whitney says at the very end, he says, um, faster internet connections do not make us like Jesus more quickly. And theologian R.C. Sproul emphasized there are no quick and easy paths to spiritual maturity. The soul that seeks a deeper level of maturity must be prepared for a long, arduous task. If we are to seek the kingdom of God, we must abandon any formulae that promise instant spiritual gratification. Man, that's that's so countercultural to our days, right? We want everything microwaved. Isaiah 61.3 refers to God's people as oaks of righteousness. Hmm. You can't do much to accelerate the growth of an oak without the proper elements. The growth of an oak can be severely stunted but even with the ideal conditions, you can't fast track an oak to maturity. And so that's the same for us in our spiritual life. Uh, we need to stoke our spiritual life with at least one perceptible poke. <clears throat> so to motivate us into this, man, if you're not if you're not interested in the spiritual disciplines after this podcast, check your pulse because um, <laughs> you know this has been so integral for our spiritual life and and we hope that it is for you, that this would um, create in you a desire. Neil, do you have any um, alibis, any last-minute rounds? No. I just appreciate you guys listening to the Gospel Lifeline podcast. Until next time, Neil and Matt, we out. <laughs>